know that 13% of adults in the United States suffer from a life-stunting disorder called trichotillomania? Trichotillomania is a hair pulling disorder that causes noticeable hair loss in the scalp, brows, and lashes. My name is Curly and I am the founder of a nonprofit organization called The Trich to Stop. The Trich to Stop is devoted in providing Trich sufferers with wigs, weaves, hair extensions, microblading for the brows along with false lashes and efforts to help prevent from pulling along with rebuilding confidence. Because there's no cure, trichotillomania is only manageable because I myself have been managing trichotillomania for 26 years. Originally, I created this program for myself, but now it's for others just like me. And you can support this organization by going to app.voodle.com and look up the Trich to Stop. That's T-R-I-C-H to Stop. Right now, currently, if you go to that website, you can cast your vote to help this organization receive a $10,000 grant to help those with this horrible hair disorder. All you have to do is go to the link that will be provided in the description box of this podcast, and it will also be available on the Boochcast Facebook page at facebook.com slash theboochcast. Once you click on the link, click on the heart icon to like the video, and then it will ask you to sign up. It is totally free to sign up. All you have to do is type in your name and a credible email address. And once you've done that, you have successfully voted for the Trich to Stop organization and give them a chance to win a $10,000 grant. Kirby is a personal friend of mine that I used to work with over at the Home Depot. I have recently casted my vote and I am asking the Boochcast fans and listeners to do the same. Go to app.voodle.com. The link is in the description box here on the podcast. And if you can't click on it, go to the Boochcast Facebook page and there will be a clickable link for you to go and cast your votes. And now, on with the show. Heaven has just 
away. My fucks are now so fucked up they refuse to fucking stay. I've no more fucks to give. My fucks have gone insane. They come back around to pass me while they're fucking off again. I've no more fucks to give. My fucks have all dissolved. I've planned many projects, but my fucks won't be involved. Have no more fucks to give. My fucks have all been spent. They fucked up from the building, and I don't know where they went. I've got no fucks to give. I've got no fucks to give. I've got no fucks. I've got no fucks. I've got no fucks to give. What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, aka The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. Roadblock. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We got one more stop on the road to stand and deliver, which is set to take place WrestleMania weekend. Which I just now noticed during the show that that is now going to be on Saturday afternoon before WrestleMania. I think it's like going to be noon or something. Yeah, like noon or eleven a.m. I, I gotta. Check on that. I'll probably do that a little bit uh, during the show. But I, I just now realized that. But anyway, we got a hell of a recap here for you guys. This is going to be great. Uh, before we get to that, I will uh, introduce the man that's about to uh, join me for this NXT recap here on the Boochcast. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude and dudettes? Yes, it's me, the Broke Soldier Ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. I have to say, tonight's card was actually entertaining as hell. Because you don't know what, why it didn't take four hours to complete. <laughs> how right you are, how right you are. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you go back and listen to the, uh, the revolution, you understand. But that's not the point. Yeah, that recap came out yesterday. Um... I'm gonna be honest. We record, we record. We recorded both these on the same day. Uh, we, we finished the Revolution recap, then we watched NXT, then we did this. Um, so we've been uh, we've been on the uh, uh, doing the work today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but this is gonna be a very interesting um, recap here because a lot of crazy shit went down. I'm looking at the stand and deliver thing right now. It is taking place on April 2nd, but they're not really specifying what times. I thought it said noon Eastern. I'm probably gonna go on WWE.com real quick and look at this. Okay, here it is. Uh, apparently, it's taking place at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but at noon Central Time. I think they went with the Central Time on TV because of the fact that I think Texas has the Central Time Zone. Is that it? I think so. Yeah. I, I don't know where the I don't know what time zone they're in, but I know that it's 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So for those of you on Saturday who want to see Stand and Deliver, it will be at 1 p. It will be at 1 p.m. on that time. So most likely, uh, let me see, Zach, uh, you got Sunday off, April 3rd? I can get Sunday off. I'm not taking off for the first night. I simply refuse. Hate me for it if you want me to. But the, the, the second night of WrestleMania, yeah. But the first night, no. Well, that's fine. I don't care. I'm going to be in Dallas. Yeah. So second night, yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> I, probably be around. I'm asking because I want to see if you're going to watch Stand and Deliver. Maybe Sunday we can get together and recap Stand and Deliver. If I can, I'll let you know. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I'm hoping we can. I would like to recap Stand and Deliver before we get to WrestleMania. Is what I'd like to do. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm saying, we'll probably get together for night two of Mania. So my strategy is I'd like to get together, recap that show, and then I I, I work my editing magic. I get the some bitch up there, and then people can see that. And then that way, Monday, they'll get the full WrestleMania recap. Because yep, yep, yep. we will be recapping WrestleMania for the Boochcast. Because even though, like I said, we don't do the main roster anymore, WrestleMania is an exception to the rule. Because it's WrestleMania. And like the other ones, there'll be a night one, commercial break, night two. So okay. it'll be a, all of them will be on one show. So it'll be interesting to do. All so, right, all right, all right, all right. Moving on to the very first match of the night. It is Dakota Kai and Sleepy Chew against Cora J and Raquel Gonzalez. This was a good opening match. This was a very this was actually a good opening match. I was 
very impressed by what I saw. I thought the the in-ring action was phenomenal. Yeah, it was. Good. I thought, and what I loved about it was, again, uh, that something very special happened in this match. Say it with me, children. Psychology. Yes, there was a lot of psychology in this match. Yeah, there was a shitload of it. Wendy Chu. I don't get it, but it works. It works. God help me, this gimmick works. I bet Gator fucking hates it. We're not allowed to understand (laughs) why this gimmick works. Sometimes gimmicks just work. It works. There's no logical reason. On paper, it shouldn't. This should be the dumbest gimmick ever, but it works. It does. Like, I love the fact that she was, like, playing possum when she's asleep. So Cora Jade's like, shh. She's sleeping. So they calmly tag each other. <laughs> Raquel slowly gets in the ring. She goes for she goes for an elbow drop, and then Wendy rolls out of the way because she was playing possum. Yeah, yeah, she did. She did. She did. She I did. thought that was funny. It worked, and it delivered, and it's another thing here. The secret to a successful gimmick, commitment. You commit to the gimmick. Yeah. And if the wrestlers you're working with commit to the gimmick as well, it can get over. That's how all gimmicks work. You have to get it over by everyone working together in a logical way. Like one of the best examples is Triple H and Cactus Jack. When Triple H had to face any of the three faces of Foley, he acted like it was a totally different person. Like, Triple H was harassing Mankind. I remember this. Treating him like shit. They were going to have a street fight at the Royal Rumble. Mankind said, I can't face you in that street fight. And Triple H is smiling. He goes, but I have a substitute for that match. I think you know the guy. He takes the mask off. He rips the shirt off. You see the Cactus Jack. And you see the, oh, shit. Triple H. Yes. And Mick Foley even said, if Triple H hadn't sold it like that, it had been buried. It would have been buried. Because Triple H had that look of terror in his eyes because he realized Cactus Jack ain't nothing to fuck with. That's true. So things like that work. So I love the teamwork that was put into this by everyone involved. Dakota Kai was great. Yeah, she was. Her character's odd, but like Sleepy Chew, it works. Yeah, Dakota's just like, you know, trying to be paranoid and crazy and nuts. I also love the fact that uh, obviously Toxic Attraction got involved. Yeah, we saw that. I think that was kind of predicted. Yeah, they have like a shirtless waiter serving them champagne. And spoiled brats. Oh, and that's their whole gimmick is they're fucking brats. It's and, great. And, and they're hot, so you can't complain. <laughs> I mean, you can, but... But once you see the pictures, Vinny Bucci, then you understand. Good picture, by the way. Yeah. That one, I was like, oh my God. But if you look, I'm not going to say this because this is somewhat of a family show. What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> this ain't no damn family show. We have been anything but a family show. This has never... Been a, the cl- only time this has ever been family friendly is if I was interviewing a guest that liked to keep things clean. Case in point, I interviewed a comedian named Josh Harris. I was some I was somewhat clean for that show because Josh Harris is a very clean comedian and a born again Christian and all that. Very funny, very funny, nice guy. One of my favorite comedians in the Atlanta comedy scene. One of my good friends. So I was honored to have him on the show. So I kept things clean for him. Mm-hmm. But when I'm on the show by myself or with the team, fuck, I'll say whatever the fuck I want, motherfucker. Okay. All right. So, yep, that was a great opening match. A very good start. So moving on. To the well, next we're not, well, not yet. Don't, don't, don't jump the gun there, cowboy. All right. Don't be quick to draw the pistol. Uh, we got, you still got to take into account the fact that, uh, Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai won the match because of the interference and, you know, uh, it, the, uh, Raquel Gonzalez injuring her knee because of what happened with Toxic Attraction. So I was not expecting Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai to win this. This was a shock. I thought Cora Jade was going to win the whole thing for her team. Yeah. Like the moment they said Cora Jade's by herself, she's going to win it for her team. I was convinced they were going to win this match. Because I thought this would be the way for Cora Jade to show Raquel Gonzalez again that I am worth teaming with. Because Raquel technically lost the match for the team. So she can't get mad at Cora Jade. Now after the match, Kai and Chu celebrates the music hits and we go to replays and they now make it to the finals of the women's Dusty Classic and they will face the winners of either Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray versus Caden Carter and Casey Canton Zero. 
So one of those teams will face Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. What's going to happen if they win the cup? I'm going to laugh. I'm going to laugh. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to laugh, and it's going to work. Uh, that, that's the thing. <laughs> it will be the most entertaining thing to happen to those women's titles. And here's Gator Ricky Ross. Here's But you really, I quit. I'm a strike. You know, automatically that motherfucker's going to be, I can hear it now. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised he wouldn't call us on the ride home. If he does, I'm going to laugh my ass off. No, 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 Jack, Jack, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. There's no God. There's no God. There's no God. <laughs> and, well, Gator luckily doesn't watch modern wrestling. He's ma- We've made it clear that he doesn't watch modern wrestling. Wrestling without my approval. Now, when I say approval, I don't mean that I'm the boss of him. I mean, he checks with me to make sure the show is worth watching. And if I say yes, he'll watch it. If I say no, he'll get the fuck away from it. All right, yeah. So he, the only wrestling he does is the classic wrestling. That's why he's only on the classic pay-per-view reviews that we do here on the Boochcast. He don't watch modern wrestling because I don't want to put him through that. That's why when Elvis decided to take his break, I, he said he would do the AEW recaps if I needed him, but I didn't want to put him through that punishment. I know you love AEW, so you were the perfect person to take his place for now. Yep. And just so you guys know, I'm going forward so there's no confusion. Once Elvis returns to the Boochcast, Zach will no longer be part of AEW, but he will still be here for NXT. Just to clarify that. That's fine. So Zach will not, when Elvis returns, Zach will not be done permanently. Just want to clarify that. So just want to make that clear to everybody out there. That's okay. fine. That's fine. That's fine. Better watch than that. That was a good opening match. Very much so. Next, we cut to the backstage area with Tommaso Ciampa. He says he will become a three-time NXT champion tonight, and that is a legacy he's very proud of. He says this one feels different, maybe because of the respect he has for Braun Breaker or how Dolph Ziggler has tried to tear up the brand. Ciampa says this one means more than the title. He goes on about being the champion going into Stand and Deliver. He says, Breaker and Ziggler can fight over who's number two all they want tonight. But never has there been such a gap between number one and number two. And Ciampa is number one. He goes on and gets fired up, then tosses his chair while exiting the room. Um, Tommaso Ciampa, I love you, dude. That was a great promo. One of your better ones. But no, you do not need to be a three-time NXT champion. I love you, dude, but no. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Champa, he needs to go to the main roster. Yeah, it's time for a Champa call up, and we'll get into more about that when we get to the triple threat match. But I just want to say right now, I'm ready for him to get called up. Uh, I love the fact that him and Braun Breaker were on Monday Night Raw this past Monday. So I feel like that's a good way to test the waters a little bit with these guys to see how they fare up there. Mm -hmm. I know they definitely want Braun Breaker up there, but I'm going to be brutally honest. I don't think he's ready for the main roster. He needs more time in NXT because there's still a lot of aspects of his game he needs to work on. But when he comes to the main roster, they better not fuck this up. They better treat Braun Breaker like the badass motherfucker that he is when it's his time. It's not, the time is not now. It's not. No disrespect to Braun Breaker. I love Braun Breaker, but he's not ready. No, he is not. I barely thought he was ready for the NXT title. I mean, he's got it. I'm not complaining, but I would have definitely gave him more time before giving him the belt. They kind of rushed that. They rushed getting him the belt. I don't want them to rush his call up. Give him more time. Let him develop. Let him become a star in NXT. Build somebody up that's credible enough to really beat him. And then call him up. Champa is ready. Champa's been ready. Yeah, he's been ready. He's been ready. Champa is ready for the main roster. If Champa can't make it on the main roster, he shouldn't be in WWE in the first place at this point. What else is left for him to do in NXT? Nothing. 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 He's held every title. I think. I believe he's been North American champion, but even if he hasn't, fuck it. He don't need it. Tag team champion, North American champion, and a two-time NXT champion. Yeah, he don't need this belt. So it's time for Ciampa to go to the main roster and let's see if he can survive on the main roster. Let's see. Time for Ciampa to put up or shut up. Yep. I want to see it. For the record, I think he'll do well on the main roster. Just so you know. So he announces hype WrestleMania 38 weekend. We see Tiffany Stratton walking backstage. The default Saray is seen watching her from the background. Her in the schoolgirl outfit and all that weird shit. The The camera then cuts to the parking lot. And the Creed brothers are laid out. Officials come back to check on them, as do the rest of the Diamond Mine, Malcolm Bivens, Ivy Nile, Roger Strong, 
Bivens demands to know who did this. The Kree brother checked on as we go back to commercial. Uh, okay. Uh, if you don't know who did this, then you do not know what the fuck's going on. Everybody knew who they were, but how's it proven but we know who they were? Who do you think it was? Hands down, MSK. You know what? To, 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 to take their place. Yeah, I mean, I know we're kind of jumping the gun here, but you know what? At first, I thought it was Imperium. Then I thought, maybe it's MSK. Maybe they're turning heel. That'd be interesting. But we'll yes. get to that. Yeah, we'll we're going to get to all that later. We'll get to that. Yes. So then we come back from break. The Creed Brothers are in the trainer's room. Cora J and Raquel Gonzalez come in with the trainer next so Gonzalez can be checked out. Yeah. So we're getting all that figured out. Then we move on to our next match of the evening. Do we want to call it that? If we even want to call it that. Even though it's odd. Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley. Uh, Stratton, uh, da, 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 here we go. The bell hits and they lock up. Henley goes to work on the arm, but Stratton turns it around. Henley sends Stratton across the ring and they, they trade more offense. Henley slides out of a hold and hits a big drop kick. Boink. Stratton drops Henley on the ropes. Nails and sits on a, uh, against the ropes. Stratton sits on Henley against the uh, ropes now as the referee warns her. Stratton tosses Henley to the mat for the two count. One, two. Henley breaks out and uh, out and uh, out of a hole now. Then chops Stratton. Henley keeps fighting. Stratton off. Henley with a bat break and a clothesline. Henley with a run rainbow in the corner. Stratton blocks a bulldog, catches a crossbody. Then Henley on her shoulders for a big small drop. Bends a fall. Stratton straight. Stratton, all of a sudden, distracted by the fog by the stage, Stratton comes from behind from on the ring, catch Stratton in the back of the head, then disappears at the ringside again. Hanley takes advantage, nails a sliding knee to the face for the one, two, three win. Okay, this was not supposed to happen, but it did, and it worked in a very odd way. Benny? Hmm. Yes, definitely in a very odd way. Um, definitely something of interest that I thought was really good. Um, but I'll also say this. This was definitely a match. Yeah. I thought both these women did very, very well. This was a well-done match. It was very entertaining. And as far as I'm concerned, Fallon Henley got a hell of a win. And I love the fact that Saray was the one who distracted her. Because now you can build up a match for Stand and Deliver if you want to. Yeah, you can. So I would love to see Tiffany Stratton versus Saray. At Stand and Deliver is going to happen if not they're fucking idiots. Well, yeah, you also got to take into account that you got to build a card, you know. Yeah, that's true as well. Uh, you know, so right now there's like only so many other things you can do with that. And we're going to be talking more about those later on in the show. But ultimately, you know, if you're going to give Tiffany Stratton a match, give her one with Saray. It's a good rivalry. It's something that could be very entertaining. And of course, after the match, Henley stands tall as the music hits and we go to replays. Uh, Brooks Jensen and Josh Bray come out to raise Henley on their shoulders for a post-match celebration. That was good to see. Yes. So this was definitely a match because both women put on a hell of a clinic and Fallon won to uh, to both of our surprise. Yeah, they were like, what the fuck? I thought this was going to be a squash match yeah, and so Tiffany was going to win. And I even counted it too. It was, it was still a short match, two minutes and 45 seconds. Thank. And it was like, we were like, I seriously watched this and we were like, what the fuck? But anyways, that was a good match. Good match, good match. Yes. Moving on to the next segment, if it is. We go to Andre Chase oh God, this for another hilarious. Chase University classroom segment. Yeah. He blamed some of his students for last week's weak entrance, which threw him off his game for the loss to Von Wagner. But says right. in this class, we turn negatives into positives. Chase says the one student who came through for him last week was Bodie Haywood. One student points out Haywood looks beat up from last week. Chase yells at the student, calls him a disrespectful motherfucker, and assaults him to end the segment. This made me laugh. <laughs> I was like, dude, God. If I was him, this was the type of guy I was like, like, okay, uh, you can put me in an, uh, an ISS spot. You suck. I mean, I like Andre Chase. I, I, I'm Andre Chase. I do. I just think his gimmick is just, you know, comedic. It's very comedic. It's very entertaining. I don't know if this is a gimmick we're supposed to take seriously, but it's one of the most entertaining things I've seen. Like, like Sleepy Chew. Like, giving the, like, he's giving the figure, like, how many fingers am I holding up? One. one. <laughs> how many fingers am I holding up? To a point, the other guy won. Hey, disrespectful motherfucker. Gonna be a piece of shit. Throws a basketball at his head. Yeah. It, it's fucking hilarious. It is pretty, pretty, pretty fucking funny. It's very well done. Very hilarious. And I love every second of it. Andre Chase is very entertaining to me. Would I give him a title belt? No. Yeah. 
but I could watch him every week on TV. Yep. It's yep, entertainment. Yep, 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 yep. And, and then we uh, cut to the barbershop. Barbershop. Where uh, we see Trick Williams and the NXT North American Champion Carmelo Hayes hanging out with others at the barbershop, talking it up like they like everyone does at the barbershop. Trick talks about the various wrestlers who Hayes has retained over. Hayes goes on about how he's been climbing the ladder of success in NXT run by run. Hayes hypes up his ladder match title defense at Stand and Deliver. Trick suggests they have four challengers and make them all qualify. Hayes agrees. Hayes says he has a mission at Stand and Deliver and has to stand at the top of the ladder with his title and deliver the performance of a lifetime to prove that he is the greatest NXT North American champion ever. Hayes says the A champ never misses and that's all it is. And that's all it's ever gonna be. They start getting their haircuts. To end the segment. This was brilliant. I love this. Trick Williams, he can move the ring. Finally, he proved me. And he still puts on a hell of a promo. Carmelo, those two right there are great. If anything, after Carmelo loses out, those two need to be tag team champions. Talk your talk. <laughs> I mean, like, they're great together. And I know how much of a big fan of you are, Carmelo has. I am too. He's young, and he doesn't always do the circus act. So, I mean... I like, I, I was like, well, I mad respect for him and Trick Williams both. But just saying, just putting it out there, just imagine, ladies and gentlemen, boys are going to do, do that. If Trick Williams becomes one of those four channels, I'm, I know it's not going to happen. Just, just imagine it. Oh, <laughs> if there was ever a time to split them up, that'd be it. But I don't think so. We'll see what happens. If I call, if I, I I'm calling it. If I call it, you're going to hear from me. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be brilliant. It's going to be brilliant if it happens. I'll give, you, I'll give you all the props in the world if that happens. No doubt about it. That is going to be a highlight reel, no doubt. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a five-way ladder match. So I already know right off the bat, just like the one at Revolution, I know this is going to be a spot fest. Yeah, it is. It's all. That's all it is. <laughs> that's all it's ever going to be. And that's all it ever will be. Yes, that's all it ever will be. It's going to be a spot fest. But if it's got the right challengers in it, it'll be interesting to watch. Like I said, when it comes to ladder matches, I'm already mentally prepared for the spot fest. I just hope they can tell some type of story with the ladders. Okay, four. I'm in a minute right now. Hopefully, this uh, uh, Cameron Grimes, Pete Dunn, much as Vin is going to be shocked here, who I'm about to say, uh, LA Knight and um, that guy he went against that, that boy. Grayson yeah. Waller? Grayson Waller, yeah. You want to see that? Yeah, it's those four right there, because not that, that, all of them are doing, 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 doing. Yeah. Drift. Oh, I know. Like, that's going to be, like, that would be a great ladder match to see. And all those guys are deserving of being North American champions. Like, so. Except for one person. You got. Maybe just yeah, by like, a hair. It's like, who did you think? So, so you're saying Carmelo Hayes, obviously. Yes. You want to see Cameron Grimes. Yes. You want to see who else? Uh, L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight. Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. Okay, and that's it? Yeah. Okay, uh, Okay. I got my pick. Um, okay. I'm going to go with Carmelo Hayes, uh-huh. L.A. Knight, uh-huh. Cameron Grimes, uh-huh. and Tony D'Angelo. Oh, I want to see Tony D. You want to play, you play Tony D'Angelo and Pete Dunn? Okay, bet. Tony, <laughs> Tony D. Oh, yeah, 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 I like yeah, Pete yeah. Dunn, but I want to see Tony Jeez. D. We'll get to him later. We'll get to him later. He's up. No, no jumping at the script, bro. Can I make fun of you? Forget about it. Hey, Vinny, real quick. Go get your fucking shine box. <laughs> hey, Zach. Mm. Go look up Lorney Stone. Anyway. <laughs> so on that note, we go Don't to... A... To the Godfather. Yes. Top of the morning. So we go to a new episode of Lashing Out with Lash Legend. She says tonight's guest wants to talk about it. She introduces her guest and out comes Nikita Lyons. Lash brings up Lyons' mom being a groupie. Lyons says her mom taught her not to be judgmental. They have some words and Lash says Lyons may have everyone fooled but she's not convinced and Lyons thinks she's all that because she trends every time she's on NXT. Lyons tells Lash to get her finger out of her face. Lash accuses her of having butt implants. Lyons says underneath the fake nails and spray tan, she's all natural and Lash is full of shit. They face off and keep yelling at each other as security tries to separate them. Okay, uh, Lash Legend, shame on you. How dare you say that? You're only jealous of Lyons because she has she's hotter than you and her ass is real and, a, and, a, and she has a better ass than you. Yep, I just said that a white girl has a better ass than a black woman. Oops. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, no, he didn't. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. You did not just go there. Oh, yes, I did. Oh, my God. I did this on bullshit. <laughs> 
We gonna get letters. I don't give a fuck. But anyway, <laughs> that was great. We still, we still, I don't give a fuck. But anyway, so this is another match I want to see. Yeah, I think we talked about this last week, didn't we? I don't know how many women's matches you can have on a card at one time. Uh huh. But this, but right this will be the way this is going. Mm-hmm. This could be another good possible stand and deliver match. Yeah, yeah. If it gets too personal, now it's probably gonna be on NXT TV. But like I said, we're checking out. It's like currently March eighth, so we got one, two, three. We got about three weeks till stand and deliver so maybe they could build this to stand and deliver because last legend don't do a lot of wrestling no, nikita lyons does some wrestling but she's also a musician yeah so maybe here's what i'd like to see mm. to build it to build the storyline nikita lyons gimmick is she's a musician she does a little bit of like she's got a bit of a hip-hop thing to her remember when she was in the booth yeah 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 what if check this what? out what? What? nikita what? lyons uh-huh. comes out uh-huh. with a diss track oh a diss track on lash legend just like all the you know the rap artists they all come out with diss tracks to go yeah. off on each other like Eminem Ja Rule 50 Cent fucking uh, Whitey Ford whatever the fuck uh I, that, yeah, I know that was. The, 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 we don't, we <laughs> no, don't talk no, about that. No, 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 we don't no, talk no, about no, that. No, 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 no. Not gonna kick a man while he's down. Because nope. he's still down after all that. That's sad. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but I'm just saying. So I think if, if, if uh, Nikita did a diss track, Lash gets pissed, talks shit about her on a talk show, and then all you gotta do, mm-hmm. and then at some point on the go home, they have a confrontation, and then. You go to Stand and Deliver, Last Legend, Nikita Lyons. The only way to be better is if one of them won the champ. True. But I'm saying, that's a good match for pay-per-view. That's a very good match. Very good match. That was a very good match. And that little segment we just did, we did right there, please don't sue. They can't sue, man. What are they going to do? Sue? Sue me for what? Sue me for what? For what? I got nothing. Neither do I. I'm broke as fuck. Sue me for what? All right. Sue me for what? Moving on. Moving on. All right. We got Mackenzie Mitchell is backstage with Marcel Barthel and Fabian Eichner of Imperium. They insist they didn't attack the Creed brothers and say it's a shame they didn't get to defend against them tonight. Imperium says they would never take the honor from the sport by using underhanded tactics. They go on until MSK. K interrupts. Oh, oh God. MSK offers oh, to fill in for the Creed Brothers tonight, win their titles uh, back, and then give the Creed Brothers a title shot when they're ready. MSK and Imperium have words to end the segment. Um, why? Why? Why even go? Why even do this? It should have been the... No. Why? And <laughs> he's over here. He's maintaining it. Okay. No. Did they already... No, 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 no. We don't want a circus act. We want real wrestlers. They're not wrestlers. They're a fucking joke. I'm even getting sick of them. So, without further ado, and God forbid, cover, uh, you want to probably cover, take your headphones away from your ears. Vinny, you have the floor, sir. I always praise NXT. <laughs> He does. NXT is the only show that I really watch anymore from start to finish in wrestling. He does. It's the only wrestling show that makes me happy. It, it, it never lets me down. What? Except when these two motherfuckers are on the TV. Jesus Christ. This is dumb as fuck. Very dumb. The Creed Brothers are the number one contenders. The only thing that can make this acceptable is if you're planning... On having the Creed Brothers win the tag belts at Stand and Deliver. Which I'm okay with. I would love that. I personally felt it should be at Stand and Deliver. It's the finals of the Dusty Classic. It should not be on regular NXT TV. Now granted this is Roadblock. Mm -hmm. So I did give a free pass. You gave a free pass. I did for that case. But I still maintain this should be a Stand and Deliver. But I want to see the Creed Brothers versus Imperium. Because I actually like Imperium. You do. I think their gimmick is awesome. Yep. I have no respect for MSK. Never have. And I keep hoping they'll fucking go away. But they're not. They're still here. Like a thorn in the side. Yeah. All the releases that take place, these stupid fucks are still here. Agreed. Then you put them with Matt Riddle, which makes me hate them even more than I already do. We're not going there. I'm not going there. I'm just making points. Okay, but still, once you start, you don't shut up about it. Well, that's usually because you like to poke the bear. I'm not poking the bear now. Don't. I hope not. I'm not. Then don't. Then you look like a bear sometimes. That's okay. Oh, I will fucking rip your throat (laughs) out right now. Bird. Gotcha. Anyway. You (laughs) you irritable little leprechaun. (laughs) So anyway. Oh, the big bear's mad. (laughs) Don't you got a rainbow to hide some gold at? So anyway. um, Don't you have some salmon to eat? 
I don't eat seafood, motherfucker. You know that very well. So anyway. Want some honey? No. I don't I don't eat that crap. So anyway, on that note, we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening to get me back on track mentally. We have a last man standing match. LA Knight versus Grayson Waller. That was fantastic. It really, really it was. I mean, Jesus, these guys put each other through there was chair shots, it was physical, and how much of a prick Grayson Waller is, the fucker can move in the ring. He really, really can. And how much crap <clears throat> I give LA Knight, he's actually growing on me. Only reason why I did is to know this man right next to me. But I wasn't I enjoyed the match. It was physical, there was psychology in it and everything else. The way it ended though was odd and Vinny can probably explain it a lot better than me. Vinny, you can take away the ending on the match to one of your favorite wrestlers at NXT. Please go. This was a great match. It was. Loved it. The psychology was great. The matches were timed great. LA Knight and Grayson Waller have great chemistry in the ring. Both these guys are future stars in WWE if they don't fuck things up. You have potential is here. Mm -hmm. These are guys, both of them can be NXT champions. LA Knight especially deserves to be an NXT champion. No doubt about it. These are guys who, when they go to the main roster, will be top guys. Because LA Knight is all around entertaining. And Grayson Waller is amazing at getting heat. These guys work so well together in the ring. That's very, very true. Now, of course, I don't I, I don't like the finish. Yeah. Sanja wrapping Knight's legs around the ring post as Waller deals with the referee. And then all of a sudden, you know, I thought that was stupid. But then, hold on. Sanja gets cut to the ring post. Sanja helps hold Waller's body as the referee counts Knight down for the finish. I thought that was dumb. I thought it was dumb. Good start, shitty finish. Yeah. Grayson Waller wins. He stands tall. Doesn't make fucking sense. No, it doesn't. And then there's this other thing. Apparently, Fallon Henley's with Brooks and Jen- Jensen and Briggs backstage, wondering who attacked the Creed brothers. They see Legato del Fantasma and wonder if they attacked the Creed brothers. Santos has no idea what they're talking about. Raul Mendoza says everyone knows when they attack someone. They attack people from the front, not behind. The two sides keep arguing. Lynch Lopez says they won't deal with a guy who can't get laid. Jensen says he's trying. They laugh at Jensen some more and exit the building. Henley wonders again if they attacked the Creed brothers, but they didn't. We go back to the ring and out comes Grayson Waller and then Night ambushed him to start the match. So, alright, here's the thing. First of all, this whole Jensen can't get laid thing. Just get like, just... It's getting old. It's not entertaining. And it's making the guy look stupid. That's true. It, it is. I'm sorry. This, this was a badass freaking tag team. And they're turning them into a joke. True, they are. When these guys came in, they were all about brawling, fighting. You know, they eventually became a tag team after they fought each other in a bar fight. Like a mutual respect thing. They had kind of a redneck attitude to them. And now, they're a comedy act with Jensen not being able to score with the ladies. What the fuck is wrong with the booking committee? Say it with me, Vinny. Shitty writing. Is that what this is? Shitty fucking writing terrible fucking character development and i expect better with Shawn michaels being in charge of the creative yep all right so i just want to get that off my chest real quick yep, yep, yep. then all of a sudden we cut to the backstage area with braun breaker who's getting ready for the main event he says he's going to the match as nxt champion but he's also the underdog who busts his ass every day while his opponents have more experience braun goes on about how he busts his ass so hard because he loves this business he thinks about the number of days he's held the title, those who held it before him, and the hard work it takes to keep it, and that's what drives him. Braun says that tonight, there's one last roadblock in his way before Sand deliver, then he's going to run through it. That was a hell of a promo. He's getting much better at his promos. Yes. I enjoyed the promo. He's ready, he's out, he's, he's focused, and seemed to have his head on straight. Yeah, he's committed. He's very much, like I said, he's in the zone. And I've never really had a problem with his promos. He's always been great. He's got He's got his father's body and his uncle's persona. Yeah. Like, as far as gimmicks go. So I've never had a problem with Braun Breaker as a promo guy. It's more like the in-ring, the timing, and all that that he needs to work on. But he gets better every time. So there's improvement. So that's the most important thing. Yep. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. The women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Semifinals. Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai versus Casey Cantanzaro and Caden Carter. Uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. What do you think, Vinny? Um, fairly decent. 
Yeah, good tag team match. It was a good TV match. I wasn't really on the edge of my seat for this match. Neither was I. Because I kind of knew who was going to win. Yep, same here. And of course, that was... Yushara. And Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray. So they celebrate, and they're going into the finals to take on Wendy Chu and uh, Dakota Kai. And I got a strong feeling Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray are winning this. Yeah, I see that too. I mean, it's... it's if, if uh, Caden and Casey had won, I'd be going with Wendy and fucking Dakota. So that's where I would go with. But I feel like EO and Kaylee are going to win. It was a great hard-fought match. Both teams gave it all they got. And in the end, the right team won because yep. Casey and Caden are nowhere near tag team. They've been jobbers since they got here. They got the heart, but they're jobbers. Yes, they're just not. They're just there. They're not They're, they're not championship material. Nope. They're just not. So next, we cut to the break. And we got Tony D'Angelo, who's eating at an Italian restaurant owned by his cousin Mikey. Tony says he's going places. And it's about time NXT runs on his watch. And it's standing and deliver, he will. Tony says people come from various countries to see Stan and deliver. And they will see him take his shot and become the new Don of NXT. D'Angelo teased something big for Stan and deliver again. Then we go back to the ring for the other match and blah, blah, blah. So, so Zach, what do you think of Tony D, the new Don of NXT? It was good. Yeah, the typical uh, Italian stuff think they're macho, but they're really not. He is, but one Italian next to me think he is, but he's really not. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Benny. But I was not. This is one hell of a promo. And some strange-ass reason, he always has to have his fucking action talk about Tony D. And here we go. He's going to do it right now. Zach. Here we go. Don't poke the fucking bear. You really don't want to poke the fucking bear. What's Use that? your head. You got a brain right here between this, uh, you know, this flame on top of your head right here. In underneath it, there's a brain. Hopefully it didn't burn all the way to the skull. But what you need to know is use the brain. Don't poke the bear, man. Get home in one piece. Live to fight another day. I'm trying to help you, man, because I care about you. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I guess. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Just, just understand that, you know? You. We're trying to... Trying to help you here. You know? <laughs> take the advice. Oh, take, God. Take the advice. Go home hey. to the wife and kids. Don't let them grow up without a husband and a father. That ain't right. <laughs> so anyway, after all this, like I said, I love to see... That's why I love to see Tony D in the ladder match for the North American title. I think that would make him the new Don of NXT. Because he ain't ready for the NXT title yet. But I'd love to see him with the North American title. Yeah, oh, my God. He'd be perfect for it. I think very he's true. ready. Very true, very true. So then we cut to the backstage area again, and we got Indy Hartwell watching a replay of how she and Persia Parada lost to Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu. Persia comes in with Duke Hudson. Indy asks where she's been. Persia talks about all the fun things they've been doing. Indy asks if Persia cares they lost last week. Persia says she was angry they lost, but Duke took care of her. There's some argument between Persia and Indy. Persia says she carried the team and supported Indy during her time with Dexter Loomis. Indy doesn't like the fact that she said she carried the team. They keep arguing and Duke tries to calm things, but Indy tells him to shut up because he's not needed here. Indy says, let's find out once and for all who the better woman is here. Indy walks off. Duke tells Persia she's going to need to change first, or maybe he said she will need a training partner. Persia says, why wait? Then she she shoves Duke against the locker, starts kissing him to end the segment. About damn time they're going to break up this tag team. Well said and done. Do you want to break the tag team up? It looks like it's going to happen because Duke Hudson's fucking around making a break up, but break up. But about time, Andy Hartwell, Andy Hartwell, yeah, that finally confessed that, yeah, Duke Hudson and I are fucking. <laughs> no, Persia. Persia, 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 wrong person. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, Persia said she's been carrying the team. There's some truth to that. Because when Indy was getting depressed over missing Dexter or whatever, that was costing them matches. Eventually, she got her shit back together. But ultimately, what this could lead to. Mm hmm. And just so you guys know, for the next couple weeks, you're going to hear me use the word stand and deliver a lot. Because I'm very big on building up to pay-per-views. So here's what I'm thinking. This is what I got here. For stand and deliver, if they break this team up, like maybe next week they have the one-on-one -on -one match. I think they're having it next week. If not, they're the week after. They're going to have the match. When that match is over, here's the match I would book for stand what? and deliver. What? I make it a mixed tag match. Mm -hmm. Duke Hudson mm -hmm. and Persia Parada mm -hmm. versus Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. You make them the couple of NXT. That's what I'm saying. Book them in a mixed tag. Yeah. Who's the real, who's the better couple? Yeah. Who's the better couple? Yeah. Let's see. Because every couple likes to compete with each other. Yes, they do. They do that. They end up competing with the other couple. Like if one's more affectionate, the other tries to be extra affectionate. So, you know, I, I'm i more in love than you are and all that bullshit. I don't do that crap, but that's why I'm single. But yeah. thing is, I would love to see that. Yeah, Make 
yeah. a mixed tag for Santa Deliver. Lead up to that. Because I haven't seen Dexter in the ring in a long time. Yeah, me neither. And I want to see Dexter because I'm entertained. Yes, true. Duke Hudson's a great worker. He is a good worker. And Persia and Indy obviously are great as well. Yes, they are. So make it a mixed tag. We'll see what happens. All right. So next we see uh, MS Gay, I mean K, backstage warming. We also see Imperium heading to the ring, back to commercial. Then we see uh, Mackenzie Mitchell with Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany says last week she tried to help Saray with her tacky wardrobe, but she said no. And nobody says no to Tiffany. Stratton goes on and says she will do more than break Saray's ugly necklace next week. She will break her face and walks off. Good. That was, yeah, I like that. It's like, okay, I tried to help you. Fuck you. Let's take it. I want to break you in half. Well, Tiffany Stratton, she can move in the ring. She's got a lot of work to do, though. Well, yeah. Well, the whole point of that was she's a spoiled brat. True. So she never hears the word no. No. Daddy gives me everything I want. That's true. So women who get everything they want can't handle the word no. No, they can't. They can't. Nope. I mean, guys can be like that, too, but mostly women. They don't like to be told no on anything. Nope. So once you do, you've automatically pissed them off. Very true, sir. So there's that. So we got, so uh, that's going to be a great match next week. Yep. That, that doesn't need to be a stand and deliver. Unless some shit goes down next week, then they can build a stand and deliver, whatever. But next we have, for the NXT Tag Team Titles, Imperium defends the titles against MSK. Okay, I'm going to take this. Um, they started out with the MSK doing a spot monkey bullshit, and Perium just basically making them look good. Otherwise than that, do you call this a match? <sighs> I call it a waste of my goddamn time. I call it an abomination to tag team wrestling. I call it what I did not want to see, what nobody wanted to I see. And I'm just glad that the Creed brothers interfered, yeah. ended the match, and it became a no contest. The fans chanted, we want Creed, yeah. making it very clear nobody wanted this fucking match. And I should be happy the Creed brothers broke this up, but I'm not. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not. Why? Because, see, while Zach, you might be thinking currently, hey, thank God. MSK didn't win the belts. Match is over. As I said before, where does my brain go? Stand and deliver. What do you think is going to happen to stand and deliver? Triple threat. Yep. <laughs> I'm willing to bet you everything I got that is going to be the Kree Brothers versus Imperium versus MSK for the fucking tag belts. And I swear to God, if MSK wins this match, I may walk away from NXT. Maybe. This could be the, the final straw for me. Because the Creed brothers do not deserve this treatment. No, they do not. At all. This is fucking dumb. Nobody likes this spot monkey piece of shit tag team. No, they don't. Nobody. It is bullshit on a high level. And if they fuck over the Creed Brothers, I don't think I can watch the rest of the product. I mean, there's a part of me that says that, but then again, knowing that I have to do recaps for the fans, I'm probably going to watch. But I may just do a lot more bitching and complaining than I normally do. Like you normally do. More than I normally do. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So anyway, this bullshit ends. Then we go to Draco Anthony, who's in the gym working out. When he looks up and sees Harlan standing at him from across the ring. Draco stands up to fight, but Joe Gacy stops him and tells him they come in peace. And they didn't mean to interrupt his workout. Gacy knows Draco has thought about this. So he should open up and let others into his life. Zion Quinn interrupts and tells Draco not to listen to these clowns because he's his own man. Gacy says he wants Draco to live his own life instead of living a lie. Gacy says Draco can have some more time to think about this. They will be waiting. Harlan and Gracie walk off. Draco thanks Quinn. Uh, I like this segment right there because we have uh, Quinn. What's the other guy's name? Sorry. Draco. Uh, Draco. Team up against Harlan and uh, Gacy, you think? You might see that. Here's the thing. I don't know if it's going to happen at Stand and Deliver. This might be a regular NXT tag match. But I got a pretty good idea of what happens if they do. What? I think there's going to be a tag match. And Draco is going to turn on Quinn. Yeah. And join up with Gacy and Harlan. The freak of nature. I think, I think they're going to do it. I think that he's going to join that group. Whether he decides to join willingly. Mm-hmm. Or if... He ends up just turning on Quinn and doing it that way. Yeah. Some type of manipulation. I don't know. But it would be intriguing to see if um, Gacy can grow his... Because he got that cult leader vibe. He does. And But in order to be a cult leader, you must have a cult. I must have a cult. So in order to have a cult, you need more than one guy. True. Who better than Draco at this point? He's not really doing much. It's not like you're taking a big star away from anything. Draco's basically a jobber. True. 
Fucking put them in a faction. Let's see what happens. Yeah, grow it. Yep. And then it can cause a feud for Gacy and Quinn. Because Quinn needs something to do after he got fucked over in the Legato feud. Yeah, I remember that. You were not happy about that. No, I wasn't. And um, so before we get to that... We got one quick thing we're going to do here. Dolph Ziggler is backstage cutting a promo on his way to the ring. He calls for his new to be hit, the good one, and he comes out for the main event. Basically, he's trying to let everybody know he's going to be the champion when this is over. Good promo. Yeah, good promo. It was, it was, it. It was short, sweet, to the point. He didn't yep. need anything longer. Yep, yep, yep. Then we get a vignette on NXT UK superstar A-Kid. Uh. He talks about his career and what he's done in NXT UK and says he's coming to NXT 2.0. A-Kid is excited to face the best wrestlers in NXT 2.0 and show the world what he's all about. Uh, um, I don't know much about this guy. Me neither. But he's kind of good. He looks kind of cool. Yeah, but he I, probably does that circus sack shit. I, yeah, I don't know if he does spot monkey stuff or not. True. He kind of has a spot monkey physique, though. And it has a spot monkey look. So I'll be intrigued to see what he can do. All right. I'm willing to give him a shot. Then we go to the backstage and see oh, Check It Time. Aikman, Jiro, and Kushida. Jiro's extremely excited about AK coming to 2.0. Kushida said A-Kid is good, and Jiro asked Kushida if he, thinks, if he thinks he's better. Kushida just stares right ahead, barely smirking and barely nodding his head. And this is another fucking joke. Uh, no, okay, time. okay, okay, quick question. Let's just make this, uh, if you want, to, I'm going to do this. Let's make this uh, ensuite and get this done with. These guys are a joke. The segments suck. I'm sick of seeing them. Aikman, Jiro, I really want to smack the piss out of. Let's just say, beat his ass. Guys, take the jacket off and start fucking hitting with him. Yeah. I mean, you can see though. No, I no. I was like, no, 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 no. Right. Anyway, so moving on. Okay. Yeah. So we find out that next week for the Stand Deliver Ladder Fighting match, the first qualifying match will be Cameron Grimes mm-hmm. versus Santos Escobar. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we'll wait till next week to talk about that match. But I think I got. I think we both can agree mm-hmm. we're looking for Cameron Grimes to win this. Yes, we are. Yeah, because we've already said. Santos wins. I'm like, uh, no, this don't make no sense. No, here's the thing. If Santos wins, I'd be okay with that. But I like I'm... Santos Escobar. Yeah. Uh, but because he hasn't been North American champion. True. Neither one of these guys have. I don't think. No, none of them. Cameron Grimes North no, American no, champion. No, 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 no. Okay, so I think if, if since neither one of them has been North American champion, it's okay because it's somebody new in the mix. So I like Santos. I just don't like the way Zion Quinn was treated in the feud. <sighs> but I don't hate Santos Escobar. Then we move on to the main event of the evening, a triple threat match for the NXT title. Braun Breaker defends the gold against Tommaso Ciampa and Dolph Ziggler. Stellar match. What do you think? Stellar main event? Yeah. They delivered again. They delivered again. Yeah. Uh-oh, Elvis. Something's going on. We'll talk about <laughs> that later. Anyways. Tricky uh-huh. fuck. Okay, 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 okay. This match was good. I'm not necessarily a big fan of triple threat matches because if you if you can get pinned, if you can uh, lose the belt if you do not get pinned. But, knowing these three, they put on a hell of a good match. They did. But, everything was going fine, and this is the part where I get upset. Bobby Roode had to come out and interfere. I know they're heels, but still, I was like, eh. And then, uh, apparently, uh, Tampa clients were running into Braun, but Roode pulls Ron out of the, out of the float. Vega takes advantage with the super kick and pins Tampa. One, two, three, and the look on poor Braun Barker's face. I was heartbroken. I felt for the dude. The look on the fans' faces. Yeah, this is like, this is just as bad. Just as bad when the Falcons lost the uh, Super Bowl 28-3. Oh, and they lost after a 28-3 lead. Yeah. That was kind of like, it's not the same fucking thing. It is not the same fucking thing. It's the same emotional response. And you you definitely had an emotional response, but we'll talk about that another day as well. But I was... Well, no, I had an emotional response about that Super Bowl, not about this. After the match, the music hits Ziggler and Rude celebrate with the title. Breaker is shocked and can't believe it. Fans boo as they go to replays. Yeah. Uh, Chomp and Rude continue celebrating the entranceway. The disappointed Breaker looks out at them from the ring, and Roadblock goes off the air. Here's what I'm going to say about this. What? It's about fucking time Ziggler got a belt. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Not the belt that I really want him to have, but now he's a world champion. Yes, he's the NXT champion. I like the way he won it, but... Still. Here's the thing. I like the way he won it. Because he hit a super kick and he pinned Ciampa. That's why I like it. He pinned Tommaso Ciampa. The one guy both of us agreed had no business winning this match. No, he did not. So therefore, 
I'm okay with him getting pinned. Braun Breaker didn't get pinned. He wasn't even involved in the decision, Do you, which means Braun Breaker is well within his rights to ask for a rematch, which means at Stand and Deliver, we get Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Breaker. You think in his early career he becomes two-time NXT champion? Maybe. It depends on one thing. Whether or not they want Ziggler to stay in NXT. Or whether or not they want to call Braun Breaker up early. Which again, I don't suggest they do. No, bad, no, 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 bad idea. I don't think Breaker's ready. Now who knows? They might call him up and he might prove me wrong. But right now, I don't think is the time for Breaker to go out to the main roster. But I do know that NXT needs more star power. Because even though NXT is kind of going back to their roots as being a developmental territory to build and organically grow talent, because that's originally what NXT was designed to be. It was not meant to be a third brand. It was not meant to be a place to bring in indie stars and build them up that way. It was meant to develop talent, let people learn, let people fall down and get back up again, make mistakes and correct themselves. So when they got to the main roster, they would know what to do. It was meant to get these guys comfortable in front of people and on camera wrestling. That's why a lot of the big stars from other promotions went to WWE because you had to learn things in WWE that they don't teach you in other promotions. Finn Balor even said that. Yep. He was a star in Japan. But he also did not know how to wrestle for TV or do entrances with cameras on you. That's why Balor needed that time in NXT to learn that aspect of the business. And then once he learned it, he got on the main roster and was ready. And Triple H was so instrumental in teaching these people. That was his thing. So was Dusty. So was William Regal when he was down there. And they've lost a lot of their teachers because Triple H is pretty much retired. Dusty's in the Dusty's dead. Yep. And William Regal's in AEW. Yep. So, you don't have a lot of teachers left. No, you do not. Except for Shawn Michaels, who's running things. And he's... So I'm saying, I think if Dolph Ziggler is going to stay in NXT, I think he should. Because on the main roster, they ain't giving him shit. I would say the same thing with Robert Roode. They ain't giving him shit. Robert Roode should have been a WWE champion by now, as long as he's been up there. That's some bullshit. Because he is fucking talented as hell. And had an extremely over gimmick. And what do they do? They fucked it up. Like they do everybody else that gets called up. It's insane. So I think Ziggler needs to go down there. I love him to be a CMB, the NXT champion. Like I said, I don't want Braun Breaker to leave yet, but Ciampa's got to go. Yeah, I and, agree. I and, agree. And now that he's been pinned by Dolph Ziggler, there's no reason to keep him in there anymore. It's time for him to go. Go to Raw, go to SmackDown, I don't care. Most likely looks like he's going to Raw. Might as well let him go. Let's see what Smackdown. he can do. I mean, I, pre- I prefer, I, I, no, I, I, wouldn't, I would say Raw. Normally, I would tell people to go to SmackDown, but because Roman is primarily on SmackDown, mm-hmm. I would not send anybody to SmackDown. You got no future because they are, they are pushing Roman to the moon and burying a lot of people in the process. Yep. For the first time in the, in the brand split, Raw is the safer place to be. And I never thought I'd say that. Yeah, me neither. Never thought I'd say that. Yeah, I agree. Go to Raw where it's safe. Yep. Because no one is safe from the tribal chief. Nope. Nobody. So anyway, unless you got anything else you want to add, Zach. Nope. That, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of NXT. Zach, as always, I appreciate you taking time. Come out here and join us. I look forward to having you back on next week yep, for what I'll goes down. And, uh, of course, make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Breaker. Breaker. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there. Or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We got archived episodes of the show as well as great content. We also have a special link that is pinned to the top of the Facebook page for the Trick to Stop, which is a nonprofit organization that serves individuals that suffer from a hair disorder called trichotillomania. It's dedicated to help prevent an uncontrollable habit that can be life-stunting. And this is done by a very good friend of mine named Kirby. Uh, She has put this organization together and she needs your help. Now, you don't have to donate money unless you want to. You can go to a personal site to do that. But all she's asking you guys to do is go to the link at the top of the page, app.boodle.com, V-O-O-D-L-E, 
click on the link. After you click on the link, you click the heart button to like the video. When that happens, a sign-up sheet will pop up. Put your name and your email address. If you have an old email address you haven't used in forever that's still active, you can use that. Or use your current email. Doesn't matter. Hell, you can even make an, a random email address up. Like, create one just so you don't have to deal with anything. Then, you enter that email in and you automatically cast your vote for Kirby. And if she wins and gets the most votes, Voodle will give her a $10,000 grant to help her nonprofit organization. So she's only asking for votes. She's not asking for money. She's asking for your votes so she can win money. So keep that in mind when going to the site. Also, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We got a lot of YouTube content there, including Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring, our archive watch parties, our D&D one-shot, funny skits, holiday videos, including our St. Patrick's Day video. Make sure you check that out. I'll be reposting that on social media very soon for uh, all the Boochcast fans out there so you can check out our St. Patrick's Day fun. Hope you guys have a happy St. Patrick's Day as well. And of course, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you'll know when new content will be coming out. Uh, we got new episodes of Dark Side of the Ring coming very soon once they're recorded and edited. I've got archive watch parties coming soon. So make sure you subscribe to the channel so you know when the content is coming. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party, guaranteed, is Sunday, April 3rd for night two of WrestleMania. Now, I thought we would be doing night one, but now I'm not so sure because the night of night one, I will be on a plane flying back from Dallas, Texas to Atlanta because we're going up there for WrestleMania weekend. We got a special show we're doing with Matt Cardona on March 31st. Uh, we have our live podcast, Rebuilding Buffs show at Hyenas Comedy Club in Dallas, Texas. I will be performing stand-up to open the show. And then Buff and Michael will be on stage telling stories and taking questions from the audience and all that fun stuff. So make sure you guys come see us at Hyenas Comedy Club. And April 2nd, we will be at WrestleCon, meeting fans and signing autographs and taking pictures and all that fun stuff. So on night one, uh, either the team will be getting together without me to do a live stream or there just won't be one and we'll get together for night two. Because like I said, I'll be on a plane flying back. So well, I'll have details on those uh, other events soon. So if you're in the Dallas, Texas area for WrestleMania, you can come meet Buff Bagwell, Michael Long, and of course, Vinny the Booch Bucci. Also, we got our D&D show that will be coming to the Twitch channel later this year. We're still working out some of the kinks. Once we get it worked out, everything will be perfect and you guys will get to see this great D&D show we plan on putting out for you guys. We got to work out the kinks. Also, we got some gaming coming to Twitch. Uh, Elvis is going to be in charge that he's got his oculus set up to where he'll be doing some gaming so you can hang out with him live chat with him while uh he's having the time of his life and of course this friday will be the release of wwe 2k22 so once i get the game elvis and i'll be doing a special booch cast booking battle and that means elvis will be putting together a roster i will be putting together a roster and we will be competing to see who the better booker is. So the, so make sure you guys tune in on the Twitch channel every week to see our shows. And feel free to let us know in the chat room while they're going on who's putting on the better show. And once and for all, who is the better booker? Vinny Bucci or Elvis Delinsky? Vinny, you better win. Oh, I plan to. If you don't, I'm going to give you crap. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and also, you guys can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three different levels you can donate at with prizes coming soon. The first level you can donate at is for 99 cents per month. This is for people out there 
who want to help out the show but can't donate a lot of money because you got either, you know, payments to make or mouths to feed. You know, we would never ask you guys to, you know, sacrifice a payment or break the bank to help support this show. As long as you guys are listening every week to all the episodes and you're sharing links and spreading the word, you are still helping out the Boochcast and we appreciate that. But if you don't have a lot of money to spend but still want to put a little skin in the game, go to the 99 cent level. It's just 99 cents. You won't miss it, but it will help us out a great deal. So, so remember, every little bit helps, and we appreciate it. And if you want to spend some extra money, you go to the second level. You can donate at for $4.99 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at which is for a mere $9.99. That's right, same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. I know ever since this sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. So do that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than Network, and unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. Also, you can cancel at any time. So once you agree to give a monthly donation, you will be billed every month. Once you cancel, you stop giving money. The catch is you are not entitled to a refund. You don't get your money back. You just stop putting money in. And if you want to know more information about the Anchor's privacy policy, you can check that out to find out how they process your personal data. The one thing I can tell you for sure is we don't have access to your personal data and we don't want it. All we want is you guys to donate to the show, whichever level you can, to help support the show. That's the extent of money with us. As far as getting money from you, that's the extent of what we want. We have no interest in taking your identity. We have no interest in taking extra money out of your account. We are not money hungry in that regard. We care about our fans. We love our fans. And if you're willing to donate money, we are willing to show you nothing but love. So we would never do that to any of you, just so you know. But if you need more uh, security to set your mind at ease, check out the Anchor Privacy Policy. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into the show. We use to upgrade our equipment, we bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and take care of all the guys who work hard on the air and off the air to make the Booch cast successful. So, if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over when it's all said and done, we use the money to feed this gentleman here, Zachary Scott, ramen noodles, and try to get him laid. The keyword is try. We're trying, folks. It's not an easy feat. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Try to do a gator thing and get some back for Never mind. I don't know the words to it. You're an idiot. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. I'll approach and goodbye till when we meet again.